As expected, Blue Jays fans have flooded the All-Star polls, and it's impacting one Mariner in particular. Let's talk about it here on Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. It is Tuesday, June 21st, 2022, and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patna. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's T-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly 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 appreciate it so we're going to be talking about tonight's series that starts between the seattle mariners and the oakland athletics down in oakland it's the mariners first trip down to oakland believe it or not this season this late into the season uh we're also going to be talking about dylan moore who despite a certain co-host of mine's feelings about Dylan Moore might actually have some trade value. At least that's what the numbers seem to potentially indicate. (laughs) Nice. I just noticed what you did, by the way. I caught the end of that. I'm switching over. Uh, But first, we're going to be talking about the All-Star Ballot. We have the first results from the All-Star Ballot. And as we predicted when we talked about the voting opening, uh, Blue Jay fans have flooded the polls, and unfortunately, that is impacting one Mariner in particular, talking about Ty France, who is unfortunately behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr. right now in first base voting. Again, this is for the starting lineup of the American League All-Star team. Vlad has 947,000 votes right now, and Ty France is pretty far behind him in second place with 596,000 votes. And this just goes to show you that, you know, this is the power of having pretty much an entire country voting for one team in particular. (coughs) Trust me, there are a lot of folks on Twitter that I've seen that are strictly voting all Blue Jays. And uh, yeah, you know, it's... (laughs) Let's just be real about it. You know, I love Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I, I think he's a great player. Uh, I love watching him play. You know, I've been um, up here in Toronto for for quite some time, and I've, I've watched him since he he started. Totally fine with him. You know, being marketed in such a way where he is at the top of All Star voting. You know, consistently because he is that good. But he hasn't been good enough to start in the All Star game. He has not been anywhere close to what Ty France has been this year. And uh, it's it's a it's a shame that ultimately the fan vote has such an impact, such an influence over who uh, starts in these all star games that, you know, it's a possibility here that Ty France, who even despite his struggles as of late, has probably been the best first baseman 
uh, in the American League in 2022 might not even get an all-star start out of it, which, you know, for me personally, I don't really care about the all-star game. Colby, I know you don't really care much about the all-star game either, but for the players, it does matter. And it also, you know, means uh, money, benefits, <coughs> all these mm-hmm. kinds of things that do matter to the player. So, yeah, it's it's really unfortunate if, uh, if he's not going to be able to make up some ground here and, and Vlad ends up getting the start over him in the all-star game, right? Uh, things where it's it's stupid that to be honest that we let fans dig starts all star games because like you said there are incentives that are based on all star game appearances there are awards that are handed out based on all star game appearances there are you know players whose hall of fame resume gets stuffed or or deflated because of all star game appearances. And all these things are, are stupid and arbitrary, but they do carry monetary value to these players. So allowing uh, fans to, t- to tell people that, you know, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is better than Ty France, not only is that incorrect, at least this year, um, it could, in theory, hurt a player like Ty France, who, when he goes into arbitration, you know, is, is may or may not be able to say, well, I was an all-star this year. And, and, those type of things still, unfortunately, do matter for players, you know, pocket, uh, for the most part. So, it's it's a stupid system, but that's the reality of it. And the fact that Ty might not get voted in um, because of that is is dumb. Now it, he's pretty heavily ahead of the number three guy, so mm-hmm. um, in the top two at each position, automatically make the All Star team. So he's probably going to make the all-star team still. You still need to go out and vote for him if you really care about this type of stuff. Um, but he's very much like, he's very likely to make the all-star team uh, regardless. It's just, he deserves to start and yeah. it just doesn't seem like there's any shot of that just because, you know, one fan base is um, delusionally misguided about what it means to vote for all-stars. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, you know, we've seen this in other sports as well, particularly in the NBA, right? You know, there's been times where NBA voting and, you know, they've worked around it. It's never, there's never come to a point here where like these players have actually gotten in, but there's been, you know, meme votes in the past. I remember one year, like Zaza Pachulia was third in all-star voting for a while. And it's just, you know, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a joke, you know, and it just, it doesn't, and especially if they're going to end up working around that in the end, it just kind of feels like voting in general is is pointless yeah right so yeah and, and i would assume like all right you know let's say that we get uh you know through this whole voting process and guys like matt chapman are making the all-star team or are leading in voting right now like bo bichette is ahead of tim anderson xander bogart's jeremy pena in uh mm-hmm. <laughs> in shortstop JP voting Crawford. Yeah, J.P. Crawford, that's ridiculous. Like, so, you know, I'm sure MLB would step in at that point and say, okay, like, this is this is too much. This is overkill. But at that point, then it kind of just feels like the fan vote in general is, is kind of worthless. So, I don't know. I, it just kind of feels like this is a broken system that should be ultimately abolished or something that at least has less impact. Like, maybe it has, like, 50% of the impact on like who makes the the, the starting lineup and, like the other 50% goes into the coaches and the players you know what they vote I don't know some some like yeah that. I just to me it should be like 33% fan vote 33% uh, players and like 
33% front office slash coaching, you yeah. know, something yeah. like that. And, and that's also, you know, where, uh, just quick aside, I think that they should change the, the hall of fame voting to something similar where yes, the writers get their vote, but players from the era also get a vote. And so do the broadcasters mm-hmm. of the era. Um, because who knows better about whether or not Edgar Martinez is worthy of the hall of fame than the guys who actually had to pitch to him. Mm-hmm. Cause it's certainly not, you know, John Heyman and, and, and Bob Nightingale, you know, so like, why are those two qualified to tell people who's a hall of famer, but somebody like Pedro Martinez isn't like, mm-hmm. get out of here. So yeah, the major league baseball, they have a lot of bigger issues that we should worry about, but uh, this is still one of the more annoying ones that, you know, fans have a direct course of action to change. So yeah, uh, in terms of like the, the grossness of major league baseball, this doesn't even crack like the top 100, but it's still, it's just, it's clearly a flawed system. Yeah. And I mean, like let's dive in a little deeper here into the results so far through the first wave of voting. Um, and you can see just how out of whack the whole system is. Tom Murphy is seventh in catcher voting right now. Tom Murphy hasn't played in forever in a day. Mm-hmm. And he's ahead of guys like Jonah Heim, who right now producing. Very you know? good year. Yeah. You know, um, J.P. Crawford, as we mentioned earlier, eighth in shortstop voting right now. He is so behind he has- guys like Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, and Isaiah kiner Falefa. I believe Crawford has the third highest F4 in baseball uh, for shortstops. And, yeah, so, you know, I don't have uh, much of an issue of him being behind, you know, guys like Xander Bogarts and Jeremy Pena. But, yeah, not Boba Shett, not Isaiah Kinder-Falefa. He's been significantly better than those guys. And that's not even me being biased. That's just we're just being real about this right like he's definitively been better than those players matt chapman right now who's been not very good for the blue jays is third he's ahead of guys like dj LeMahieu, alex bregman uh, for some reason anthony rendon is sixth eugenio suarez is all the way down in eighth you know i don't know if eugenio suarez is an all-star this year i wouldn't go as far as to say that but he is certainly better than the eighth best third baseman in, in the American League right now. Certainly better than Chapman. He's more <laughs> deserving than Chapman. Yeah. Adam Frazier, despite his like bad month, month and a half, however long it's been, is also eighth in second base voting right now. It just it just yeah, it doesn't <laughs> none of this Kyle makes a, a ton of sense. Kyle Lewis is in the top ten for the DH position. Yeah. Kyle Lewis has played four games this year, I think. Yes, yeah. So he's ahead of like he's ahead of Fran Mill Reyes on here. They only show yeah. the top ten for each position except for outfield. They show twenty yeah. there, but yeah. But he shouldn't be top ten in anything. <laughs> no, so. no, yeah, yeah. All star game voting is is rigged. It's stupid. Um, I hope they get rid of it. I really do. But, uh, We'll see. I doubt they do uh, because people talk about it. Schmucks like us talk about it, and that's good for Major League Baseball. Sure. It's too bad they don't carry that same attitude over to people actually watching the games, but, you know, whatever. Like I said, on, on, on the scale of, of issues with Major League Baseball, this one is, like, near the bottom, but yeah. still, it's 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 stupid. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's really dumb. It's it's really dumb. Uh, just seeing these results uh, before we we opt on the air, I uh, I had some thoughts <laughs> about that, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's bad. It's just a flawed system. It's uh, you know you, you can have fans still be involved in the voting process, but not to this degree. You can have it still impact, but not fully. Not to the point where yep. guys who are just not only undeserving of the starting lineup, but just undeserving of the honor in general for the all-star team. And that's not a personal knock on anyone, by the way, that's just straight up. Like they just haven't produced, you know, uh, relative to their peers there. And so, you know, guys like JP Crawford shouldn't be eighth in shortstop voting just shouldn't be happening. Just isn't the case. Kyle Lewis shouldn't be in the top 10. He's only played four games. That's ridiculous. So, uh, we're going to be talking about Dylan Moore, who, if you guys like Fangraph's war, really any war, um, you know, B war, F war, doesn't matter. Uh, he's actually graded out pretty well this year. And it's a little confusing, especially when you see the guys that he is graded higher than this season. So could the Mariners use that and more or less gaslight a team into giving them something useful for, for him this summer. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, once again, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket so why choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership for example a honda odyssey fuel pump is 353 dollars from a chain store whereas with rock auto it's only 216 dollars plus rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every customer so go to rockauto.com right after you're done listening to us and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com you're listening to locked on mariners podcast thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day and one live nba draft show is not enough for the locked on podcast network so the entire nba channel is going live on NBA Draft Night. So if you have a favorite team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on NBA Draft Night. So Colby, during our recording session yesterday for our Patreon show, for our show exclusive to Tier 2s and 3s, we were talking about some trade candidates, some guys that the Mariners can circle back on, and that kind of had me looking at you know, their, their fan graphs page in general, because, you know, we're also at a point now where we should probably be looking at guys that they could potentially trade away. You know, they're 10 games under 500 at this point. There, there's a very strong possibility that they're going to end up selling a little bit at the trade deadline in about a month and a half. Um, so looking at the fan graphs page, just kind of getting reacquainted with, you know, how everyone's doing. And I noticed Dylan Moore has an F4 of 1.1 and this isn't just fan graphs favoring him by the way you go to b war you go to baseball reference 0.9 b war 
over there. So pretty much in the same spot. And Colby, if anyone that has listened to this show um, is listening right now knows that <laughs> you know you you don't like Dillamore very much, and I'm not a huge fan of Dillamore either. I don't necessarily hate him as a certain someone that might be on the show, but I definitely don't think that he is or he has been incredibly useful this season. I th- thought he regressed defensively, but defensive run saves say otherwise. Apparently he's plus four in right field. And, you know, he's walking a little bit right now. He's stolen some bases. And so, you know, when you think about it, it it's it's not crazy that he would have a positive F4, but 1.1 feels like a lot, especially when you listen to the names that he's ahead of right now. We're talking guys like Starling Marte, Ozzy Albies, or at least he's in line with some of these guys. This is guys that have the same amount of F4 or fewer F4 or less F4 than uh, Dylan Moore has right now. So Starling Marte, Ozzy Albies, Reese Hoskins, Matt Chapman, Trey Mancini, Andrew Benatendi, Will Smith, Josh Donaldson, Shohei Otani as a hitter, just purely as a hitter, not as a pitcher as well. Uh, Cody Bellinger, Marcus Simeon, Brian Reynolds, Christian Yelich, Randy Arozarena, just to name a few. That's pretty wild. So my question to you, as it was on yesterday's Patreon show, is can the Mariners actually convince a team to give them something useful for Dylan Moore? I hope so. Um because he's not that good. Um, I don't know how many different ways I can say this. Uh, the guy is a subpar Major League Baseball player. But if you ask Fangraph's war metrics, he's basically a starter. Um, in fact, by that Fangraph's war metrics, he is on pace to be roughly a three-win player, which I think anybody who watches baseball and has a brain understands Dylan Moore is not worth three wins. So if the Mariners are able to finesse somebody into thinking Dylan Moore is a useful player to a good team, uh, then, you know, more power to them. But uh, I'm going to say no, because I don't believe teams are that stupid, except for the Padres. So maybe. Well, so that's what I was going to say, right? The Padres right now are in an interesting position. Fernando Tatis Jr. has suffered setbacks. He's still not back. Jake Cronenworth is playing shortstop right now. They also could probably use some help in a corner outfield spot right now. They've been really good so far this season, but they're going to need reinforcements to help them get over the hump here. Could Jerry DePoto do what he's done so many times in the past? Call up his good old buddy, A.J. Preller, and uh, have a nice annual fleece of the San Diego Padres. And what do you think the Padres would actually be willing to give for Dylan Moore? Let's, if they are stupid. <laughs> Joe, Joe Musgrove? Um <laughs> I don't know. They're pretty dumb. So, I mean, for the love of God, they traded an all-star and, uh, you know, top 100 prospect and, you know, a viable backup catcher and a decent relief prospect for what a, uh, average backup catcher more or less. Like, I mean, they're not that bright. They traded, you know, a potential number three starter or, or ace closer for a middle reliever who they cut like a week later. So, I, they're not that smart, so maybe you can get Fernando Tatis Jr. I don't know. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't think that he's 
he being AJ Preller, is that stupid. But I mean, so, the Ty so France no, trade does exist. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is there is a chance that they could get Robert Hassel for Dylan Moore, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only because it's the Padres. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's. I mean, I just don't see it. Uh, you know, the the Padres have some some catcher depth but like you're mm-hmm. not going to trade dylan moore for alfaro because you're just gonna if you're if you're selling right in in theory then you're just gonna roll with cal raleigh and luis Torrens. is is alfaro better than those two guys no probably not so what's the point you're not getting nola back right so probably not going to be at the catcher spot all right all right, all right hold up hold up would you trade dylan moore for austin nola in a heartbeat <laughs> in a heart not even like yes like yeah. All right. All right. Not close. What um, has Austin Nola done this year? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the answer is yes. Um, okay. And while they're at it, throwing Blake Snell too. He's having a down year again. So. Mm. Dylan Moore yeah, for Blake know. Snell. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> I'm very much down for that. Yeah. You better be. Although I think Blake Snell's a free agent after this year. Maybe it's next year. I can't remember. I think it's next um, year. Yeah. So I mean, watch Blake Snell by the way as a. If the Mariners sell and buy, I don't know if the Padres are going to have an extra. St- I'm assuming the Padres are going to acquire another starting. Pick. Yeah. And Blake Snell might be the odd man out. So I don't know. Uh, but uh, no, for the Padres, like Dylan Moore, like realistically, maybe you get a reliever for him or maybe you get like a. I mean, I, the Padres system is pretty bad right now. It's it's tapped out more or less so yeah uh, can you maybe get like a a former like top ish prospect like reggie lawson i don't know if you remember him oh Um, yeah yeah. i remember reggie Lawson. yeah he's 24 he's gonna be 25 he's kind of tapped out at the big at the in the padres system um been a prospect forever has just never really figured it out despite having good stuff yeah. Maybe you can get Reggie Lawson for him. Maybe I don't even know if he's still in the organization, but is Anderson Espinosa still a thing? Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, like in, anything I can get for for Dylan Moore, who might be a major league asset within a year, I'm I'm definitely interested in. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not it, good. It, he's it's, just it's, a guy. All right, but what if he what if he actually starts hitting a little bit like more consistently? Because he has hit a little bit as of late. So if he does that for another month, month and a half, what does that Hitting do for his trade value? As or late, as in he's been hit like five times in the last fifteen at bats. Does that count? Really? I mean, We're gonna say that's sure, a repeatable sure. skill. He, he was he was he was making contact with his body at least. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't think Dylan Moore has any standalone value. Um, could you attach him to somebody like Diego Castillo or Eric Swanson and maybe, you know, increase your, your return that way? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. I just, I refuse to believe that major league teams are that stupid, but then I do remember that the Padres do exist. So, you know, there are GMs uh, yeah. out there who are legitimately that dumb. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I have, a, I don't know. I, maybe I'm too blinded by my, dislike of dylan moore the baseball player but i just have a hard time imagining you're gonna get anything of i'm just saying man he's a 226 
He's hit 226, 385, 355 with a 132 WRC plus since the start of June. I'm just saying. Take, take out the hit by pitches. Now tell me what his on base percentage is. <sighs> well, unfortunately, Fangraphs doesn't let me do that. So I'm just going to roll with my narrative here. <laughs> Ty doesn't want to remove four uh, plate appearances because he can't Where do are that. The, where are the hit by pitches? Uh, I, I think mean, they're probably under the standard page, but uh, uh yes, here they are. He has three hit by pitches, by the way. <laughs> oh wow. And let's see how many hits he has. He has seven. He's seven for his last thirty one. Three hit by pitches. Seven for his last thirty one, so he's like two eighty six. Two twenty six. Two twenty six. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> All right, but like, if he continues this for a, a, another month and just you know raises that batting average a little bit slowly but surely, um, make you know because I, I I just I don't I feel not, like like not like other teams don't have the full book on him right right <laughs> they do they do uh. um. <laughs> Yeah, I just like maybe you can get like an Adam Frazier package for him, which would be pretty good return. So that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, but no, I just it's still, <laughs> maybe you actually get the Adam Frazier package. <laughs> you get Corey yeah, Rozier and Ray Kerr back. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, like, I don't know, man. It's it's still more. He's not. He's not good. I mean, you can tell everything you need to tell about how bad the Mariners' offensive struggles are right now by remembering that Dylan Moore hit fifth. Like two days ago, your lineup is yeah. a dumpster fire. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're in a bad spot right now. It's uh, it's not. But hey, super you know, fun. go get Hunter Bishop from the Giants, or you know, some weird reliever from. Uh, go get Austin Shenton back from Tampa. There you go. Hey, I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. But yeah, you know, we're we're in Spain, S is silent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the Mariners are back in action uh, tonight, and that is that a good thing? I I I would I would like no. to watch them win a baseball game tonight. That would be neat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We're gonna be talking about the uh, their upcoming series with the A's in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder: this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with amazing new flavors. Well, this time Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down for this. We're talking chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies, and cream crumble. Stop drooling. Get to built.com to order your box of mud pie bars and puffs right now. You won't regret it. And if you're still not convinced, we saved the best for last. It's actually good for you. All built products are low calories, high protein, and low sugar. And mud pie specifically is packed with 16 grams of protein, and it's only 150 calories with 8 grams of sugar. So go to built.com and try some for yourself. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. 
So the Mariners have had a lot of success against the A's as of late. Of course, they finally had their long winning streak snapped against them. They lost two of three in Seattle in their first meeting with this team. But there is, of course, an opportunity here. The A's are 19 games back in the AL West. They are bad. They are actually worse than the Mariners. Yes, believe it or not, there are teams in Major League Baseball that are worse than the Mariners right now. The sky isn't entirely falling. Uh, but got to ask you this. Oh, yeah, it might be a little bit. But I'll ask you this. Uh, I'm not going to ask you you know, what they need to do against James Caprillion tonight. We know what they need to do. They need to score runs. That would be you know, a good start for the Mariners. But what do they need to do in this series as a whole? Do they need to sweep? Is that just what it is? Or are you, or are you fine with two games? They definitely need to win at least two. Um, preferably the first two because they do face Frankie Montes on uh, on Wednesday. So, future Mariner. Yeah, uh, uh, probably not. We'll see how the next twenty games go or so. Um, so yeah, it's always tough to say you need a sweep, but hey, you know what? When you're ten games under five hundred and you're trending down, those are statements that kind of become true, and you put yourself in a position where that's the case and that's, that's on you. You know, it's, it's one of those, it's like you wish it didn't have to be, but it kind of is type of scenarios here. You don't necessarily have to sweep, but I think you're going to have to find a uh, five game win streak here somewhere in the next, you know, 26 games, 25 games. You're going to have to find a five, a five game win streak and then win series because I mean, we really feel confident that this team is going to, go three and three against the Padres and the, and the Blue Jays the week of the fourth when mm. they have to play them six times in seven days. Uh, call me, call me, call me crazy, but no, yeah. no, I do not. And even if they do go three and three, that means for our little, you know, self-imposed, are they buyers or sellers thing before the deadline or before the all-star break, that would mean that they needed to go, assuming they go three and three there, they need to go, 14 and four in the other 18 games. Yeah, they're going to need sweeps somewhere. Um, and this is probably your best shot at it. Yeah. Um, I know Montes is, is very good. You are counting, countering with Robbie Ray that day. Uh, and you, you need to start by winning tonight because James Caprillion has been awful this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to find a way to win. Uh, Wait, are yeah. they going to face their old buddy Cole Irvin? Uh, I don't think he starts tomorrow, but I could be. No. See, this is what it's been missing this year, man. No Cole Irvin. Right. By the way, tonight is the first, uh, no, they gotta, they gotta face Blackburn tomorrow. So, so even tomorrow is a, is a pretty big one for them. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta, you know, they're, they're rolling it up against the two best uh, Oakland has right now. So, you know, fortunately the Mariners, do counter with Kirby and Ray, so they, they have a shot. But mm. yeah, we saw what Paul Blackburn did to them last time, and and honestly, are you confident at all that they're going to score runs off of Caprillion tonight, based on what you saw against the Angels? I mean, Caprillion has a fourteen point seven percent K K percentage right now. Mm. Major League average is twenty two. Okay, he also is walking over ten percent of the batters he's faced. Major League average is eight and a half. So he doesn't strike guys out. He walks guys. He has a 6.32 ERA, a 5.71 xERA. He does not rank 
higher than the 25th percentile in any of the contact uh, stats. Um, in fact, he only has a he's only above average in one category on Statcast, and that is fastball velocity, where he's 53rd percentile. And Ooh. I'm not convinced that they can. I'm not convinced they can score two runs off of the guy. Yeah, that's a problem. So you, you know what's crazy too? I feel more confident in their ability to score off of Paul Blackburn or Frankie Montes than I do James yeah. Cabrillion. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. I think they're probably going to put like five on Montes or something crazy like that. Probably they've done it before. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But they they ha- definitely have to win the series, and it's really hard to imagine them beating uh, Blackburn and Montes back to back. So tonight's, I mean, again, there's no such thing as a must win on June 21st, but pretty yeah. close. I mean, yeah, we're, we're getting to the point now where it's, it's starting to become do or die for the Mariners and they're, yeah. they're going to need to get, they're going to need to get this thing kicked off here. Like starting with this road trip, you got to start now. If you're, if you're going to do something about your season, if you're going to change the, the face of the season, if you're not going to just fall back into the crowd, you got to start tonight. It's just what it is. I, I think honestly over the next, they get three against Oakland uh, three against Oakland, three against the Angels, three against uh, Baltimore, mm-hmm. and then four against the A's again. You know, I, I know we talk about they needed to win eight, go eighteen and twelve, and they're thirty. Well, that that four game four series stretch right there, that thirteen game stretch. I think if they don't go nine and four, there it's it's probably done. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty pretty tall mountain to climb, but hey, that's the hole that you dug yourself into, and so you know you you, you got to face the consequences of that. So we'll see if they're able to respond in a 2021 esque way tonight. Hopefully they do. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11 at CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA mock draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, and the draft experts of Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA mock draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA mock draft your second listen today. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we will see you tomorrow. Peace.